I, you sure really wanted me to bring this whole giant box, but it was way too heavy, so I figured I'll do better than that. Well, take a picture. This is the new delivery. Shloimi Klein. No? He's shaking his head. He wants a whole box. I should have slept the whole box? Nah, not going to happen. Why? This is much nicer. Look how nice it's all organized. I don't know, it took him like a month to get here. I kept on going back and he had to pay again for shipping and Nachamal and, and, and uh, Rabbi said, don't worry, don't stop sending coffee, it's Beseder. What one? There's a whole other box? Look at this, not stam coffee. Two types, the regular, then this is the drip with, with the device here to do the, the cold brew, the hot, with the filters, a whole, beautiful. Yishkoyach Shleimi Klein from from uh, Crown Heights, our representative of all the Bavich, of all Crown Heights. Today's year is being sponsored, L'Rufur Shleima of Shleima Ben Sulika, if I pronounce it correctly. And Sulika, Sulika, Shlomo Ben Sulika should have a Rufur Shleima. Last night's year was sponsored by them, tonight's year. And by our great friend, Kalman from Woodmere, which I'm going to read a, a, a very short email, a six, seven hundred word email. We'll try to do it. But before that, I have an unbelievable email. I asked this guy, Rishos, to say his name. He didn't want to say his name in the beginning, and I wrote to him that it's a good idea. He wrote to me before, and now his name is coming out in public. This is from Yossi Klein from Superior Plumbing and Heating in Muncie, New York. Hi, Rebelli. You're probably getting a lot of these emails. So what's the difference? I'll be a thousand and one with the same kind of note. Not true. Every email is geschmack and every email is good. I want to hear them all. But I want to point out, I'm 34 years old and finally starting to enjoy learning for the first time. I started to understand what it means, Havas HaToyro. I always thought it's not meant, it's only meant for Rabbeim and Big Tzaddikim. I always went to Shurim but never understood a word that they were saying. I only, know, I only knew that my duty was that I have to go. And now, for the first time, I understand the reason behind it. Oh, and now he finally understands that the reason behind that he enjoys learning is because I'm a very visual person and I need to see visually everything and you're the only one that I found giving so clear and so visual. Anyways, you don't have to say the email out loud or don't mention my name, which I did. Believe it or not, Shabbos afternoon, instead of taking one of Nachman Seltzer's books, no, he doesn't say that. Instead of taking books to read, as I used to, I'm taking a Gemara to review old Dapim. It's crazy. I never knew I'll be on that kind of level to enjoy learning and reviewing old Dapim. Keep up your good work. And you have a big schus in Shamayim, Yossi Klein. Oh, it's a nice email, huh? Very, very nice. Not instead of learning. Not instead of learning. Only in the bathroom. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. That's where I read your books. I'm just kidding. What do you want? I should tell people to, to, to read your book instead of learning? You want me to say that? Listen, it was enough. Listen, bad publicity is good publicity. All publicity is publicity. Doron, read Doron's book. Whatever. Fine. Uh, he, by the way, this is the same person that was anonymous back then, but now that I could say, he wrote me once that is the first time that he went on a plane, because usually he goes on a plane and he does other stuff, you know, there's like things, in, I don't know what they are, like these boxes in front of you, and, and, and now he takes his Gemara on the plane. 
Chasidah Shayid, with a beard and payas, he writes to me, a plumber, plumbing, superior plumbing and heating, takes his Gemara on the plane. Unbelievable. Fine. And real quickly, oh, we're running out of time here, and we have a nice daf. This is from Kalman. He's apologizing for not being on Zoom lately. I don't want to think that I'm not there. I listen to every word on YouTube. Mazel Tov on 100. And he wants to be the second one to jump on the new sponsor opportunity covered for my wife. Without whom there is no Kalman of five towns. In her merit and the merit of Menachem Mendel Ben you all know who Kalman from five towns is. Erifur for Hadara, Sarah, Bat, Pesileya. She should have a full shlem of Bekarov. Bekitzer, he doesn't know that other guy from Woodmir. He doesn't think so, but we should please say this uh, in, during the shir. Anyway, so his wife asked him to write to me. He figured it would be a perfect timing. That everything that's going on in America, he's very worried, and he promised himself he's not going to be the last one standing like back in the day in Europe. So Bekitzer, bottom line is, he asked people where's a great place to live in Eretz Yisrael, and they told him Ramat Pichemesh. And then she went and she asked him, where does Eli live? And he said in Ramah B'Chemet. So, oh, Tashgach HaPratis. This guy said in Ramah uh, He wants to know if there's a good real estate person here that we could recommend. And um, I guess Yosef will have to reach out to him, tell him about a good real estate person. Bechulu, Kalman, we're looking forward. A bunch of people said they want to move here. We maybe should open up a little community. Cheverville, the MDY, Merkaz Dafayoyimiville. Okay, starting a brand new Perik. Dafkov Gates. By the way, I have to mention this. One of the biggest highlights, maybe of the year for me, was that I had the tremendous chos to speak on the phone yesterday for almost 40 minutes with Sruli Bornstein. I don't know if you guys know him. He's a, a famous, famous Magichir in, uh, in New York. He has an amazing app. If the Oilam wants uh, raid, he's famous for his raid bites. He gives like extra stuff. Look him up. He's, and the reason why it's a big schos, because he's, uh, he's a businessman. He owns nursing homes, and, he's, and, he's, and I don't know how he has the time to go through so many achroinim and tshuvas, and he finds all the geshmaka stuff, the gems, as he calls them. And he, I spoke to him for 40 minutes. It was unbelievable. It was, uh, it was a schos. I felt like I was talking to a celebrity. He has thousands of listeners, and, and he's, uh, he's big stuff. He's a clean-shaven guy. He has longer hair than me. He has massive chup. And, uh, but he's, he's into learning. He's telling me how like the whole day, the, everything evolved, like instead of thinking about his business, he's thinking about the raid bites. Tremendous chos. All right, says the Gemara. And by the way, it was, what interesting is that he kept on telling me during the conversation, and you said this in your shir, and you said that. So I, I don't know if somebody's telling him or he's keeping tabs. Says the Mishnah. ma'achar Oh, we're giving up. Well, so they should read the book. They should read your book during Shear. <laughs> Let me see the book here. Give me this book for a second. Uh, now available in your local bookstore, Nachman Seltzer's new book. With these, all these books as well, please buy it. Don't read it on Shabbos instead of learning Torah, but read it if your mom is falling asleep and you want to, ooh, ooh, this is good stuff. Look at this, with pictures and everything. Unbelievable. We should for my copy. I, I really appreciate it. Hazoreg Veniskar, you're waiting for Purim. Okay, fine. Hazoreg Veniskar, Ma'achar Shiyotzim Yodeh. So, person throws something. And in midair, he remembers that it's Shabbos. Like this picture right over here. Now, 
We're going to start off not exactly like this picture. We're going to start off, so the first words of the Mishnah, it seems like it's this picture. He throws it, and all of a sudden he remembers that it's Shabbos. Started off Shagig, in the in midair, he remembers it's Shabbos, and it lands. But that's not what the Mishnah says. That's how you would simply understand the Mishnah, and that's what we're going to go back to, basically. That is going to be the Pshat. But the Gemara initially understands that it's a continuation. So instead of it landing right over here, another human being came. So let's say they were playing catch. And, and the guy ran towards the ball. He ran forward. Because if he was standing in one place and caught it, that's a regular Hanukkah. There's no difference if I throw a ball and it lands on the ground or if I throw a ball and it lands in a guy's mitt. Yeah, well, he went forward. a little bit of an interception. By the way, when we learned this, all the beginning of the Sechta, I was telling you, I think, uh, yeah, Ruvain put it on the eight-minute video. One of the most amazing videos, you see this guy tossing a football, and he's so fast, he ran like 100 miles an hour and caught his own pass. And that was his child in the Gemara. Then what happens if you catch your own pass? Do you ruin the Hanacha because it was supposed to land over there, but you yourself, are you different than a second person? Fine. Anyway, just to remind you that we had somewhat of this this idea in the beginning of the Masechta, Kol Ta'acher. So what's the problem Kol Ta'acher? You don't have a Hanacha. It's like two people that did the same Halacha. Uh, one, one guy did the Akira, the other guy did the Hanacha. Kol Ta'kelev. Now over here, the dog is in one place. The dog didn't come running to it. So what's the problem with the dog? The dog's mouth is not for Tfachem. Oi, Shinisrifa. Or perhaps... The, whatever he was throwing, this, uh, this tissue, whatever he's throwing, burnt up in mid-air. In other words, it never landed. It didn't even land on a dog's mouth. It landed on nothing. Potter. So again, so the Gemara is going to start off with the Havamina that we're talking about one long case. A guy threw something. He remembered that it's Shabbos. Then the dog caught it. A person caught it. Then the Gemara is going to go back and say, no, it's a different case. Separate cases. A guy threw it. Because that's a huge Chiddush, but the Gemara remains with that tremendous Chiddush. Think about it. I throw an object. I have no idea that it's Shabbos. And it's in mid-ear. And in mid-ear, I remember that it's Shabbos. And my machshav of knowing that it's Shabbos turns my maisa into something else. I can no longer bring a carbon. It's not a mazed mazed, but it's enough of an awareness that I cannot bring a carbon. It's no longer a shogeg. That's how the Gemara is going to come out. Tremendous chiddush. Zorak lasis chabura. If I threw it, not because I wanted to do a hitzah. I threw an object because I wanted to give somebody good zets. I wanted to injure somebody. Whether I was throwing a rock at a person, Shabbos, I was screaming Shabbos, I threw a rock at somebody, or I threw it at an animal. And you realize beforehand that what you're doing is also, you're not allowed to do a chabura on Shabbos. Isser, potter, you cannot bring a carbon on that because there's somewhat of a there's a tinge of maize here. You figured it out mid-air. There's like a arichas in the Mishnah. Listen to the cloud. You have to start as a shagig and end as a shagig. It has to go in one shot. If you only have half of it, it starts off well as a shagig. And you have a carbon, but in mid-air, you realize that it's Shabbos and it's no longer a shagig. Tchilas and Zadon, you started off doing it on purpose, and all of a sudden you got amnesia midair, v'soyf and shgaga, p'turim. You have to have both. Says the Gemara. So what happened? Let's think about the case, the way we understand the Havamina. And we have to go through, we have to go break it down 
for like 10 lines here until we realize that that's not the pshat. The Gemara understands the pshat is, I threw an item, in mid-air I remember that it's Shabbos, so I'm like a little bit of a mason now, and then a dog catches it. It gets burned. My friend comes towards me. Interception. But it's all one long case. Hanacha, the mashma from this, if that's how you learn the pshat, what if a dog doesn't catch it? What if somebody does not intercept it? Chayiv, you're chayiv. Wait a minute. How could that be? Valoy niskar. So, I threw an item. I know, I don't know that it's Shabbos. I'm going to show you. Mid-ear, I know that it's Shabbos. The Mishnah says, if that happens, you're potter from a carbon. I cannot bring a carbon. And then it lands, you tell me you're chayiv in a carbon. Why? When it landed, I didn't know that it's Shabbos. What's going on here? Valoy niskar. I knew that it's Shabbos. Sorry, I knew that it's Shabbos. So how could I bring a carbon? No, no, no. Now that I landed in the middle, you realize that it is Shabbos. So now you're amazed. So why does it... But it, the Mishnah says that you need a dog to catch it. You need a fire to burn it. Mashma that if it lands nicely, you are chayv a carbon. The question is, why you chayv a carbon? If you remember that it's Shabbos and you're remembering Shabbos, is amazed. And the Mishnah ends off saying, You don't bring a carbon. You only bring a carbon if it's a shoyging in the beginning, shoyging at the end. And so what if there's no dog here? So the Gemara is going to say, you're right, there is no dog. It's a different case. But before we get there, the Gemara goes through a whole bunch of things to confuse us. So who cares if there's no dog? At the end of the day, it landed when <coughs> there was no shoygig. It was amazing. You kind of knew that it was Shabbos. So how can you bring a carbon? Omer Rav Kahano, Seifa Asan, Lilachta Umisna. The reason why the Mishnah says at the end that you need, that you need a shoygig all the way through is because you're holding on to this rope, a misna, that's tied to a piece of wood. <clears throat> All it means is just a lot of words that a very simple idea. You're holding on to a yo-yo, you're holding on to something that's held on to a string. MMA, what's the difference? So since I have the ability to pull it back to me, I can't see my, my people on Zoom. They're blocked by a balloon. I see Ellie Dykeman. Don't tell me Ellie that you're not they weren't on the shear in the morning. I see no I'm now. Oh, okay. Now I see the whole island. Oh, I'm Kornbluth. <laughs> Every once in a while, he does me a taiva and he comes. Ah, just to me. So here, this, 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 what is this thing? Forget it for, for a second. What is this thing? It's a, it's a piece of wood that you put two sacks. It holds the sacks together. In other words, there's some sort of um, seesaw here. If I remove this piece of wood from the middle, the two sacks fall. What do you say? Yeah, saddlebag. Two saddlebags that are attached by this piece of wood. This piece of wood has a string to it. Now I just threw this piece of wood at somebody or somewhere, and the string is in my hand. Now, that's why it says that if I don't have a shoygig through and through, throughout the entire thing, in other words, the Gemara is saying, listen, it makes sense to us. We're going to go away from this. But right now it makes a lot of sense logically. If I take a ball, I throw it 100 feet, once it leaves my hand, it's done. Who cares if I realize that it's Shabbos right now, says the Gemara. So what if I realize? How could I change a ball in midair to amaze it? I don't have, I don't have control on it anymore. 
Oh, but if I have control on it, why? Because it's tied to a string. So now I, I, if I think that it's, if I realize that it's Shabbos, I have the power to, to pull it back and not go four Amas. Also, somebody says, oh, what are you doing at Shabbos? Okay, stop, stop the action. And because you didn't stop the action, now you chayv. Not that that turns into amazing. So therefore, says the Mishnah, at the end, you need to be shaygi from the beginning to the end because you're holding on to a string. Says the Gemara, but if you're holding on to a string, lechno misna There's another problem. In order to be chayv on akira v'hanoch on Shabbos, you have to leave go of it. You can't hold something in your hand. You take a ball and you go like this, but it never left your hand. You're not chayv on anocha. It's in your hand. Any yo-yo, you're not chayv on a yo-yo on Shabbos. You're going like this, toss the yo-yo and it comes back to you. If you have control and it's not, it's not, it's not a, there's no akira. Forget about anocha. There's no akira. It never left your hand. Says the Gemara, we're not talking about oitzah. We're not talking about meleches oitzah, taking out of Rosh Hashayach to go to Rosh Hashayach. We're talking about a different melacha called chabura, injuring somebody. Fine. Now, so if I'm holding on to something, I don't need an akira because I'm not talking about oitzah. I'm talking about hurting somebody. So if I throw some, uh, an object at another person or another animal, I want to cause him harm on Shabbos. If I remember that what I'm doing is going to hurt him, and I don't stop it, I don't pull it back, now I'm amazed. I can't bring a carbon for hurting somebody if I had the ability to stop it in the middle. Now you became amazed. For, first you were shy, you didn't realize, and then all of a sudden you realize in the middle, now that you're holding on to it, you could pull it back. What are you asking me? Oh, if you're holding on to it, there's no Akira. We're not talking about Itza, we're talking about hurting somebody. Says the Gemara, that can't be either. Because in our Mishnah itself, Fonami Tanino, it says, Hazar glasses chabura. If you throw something in order to injure somebody, So over there, obviously you have to say that in our mission we're talking about holding on to a string. That's why there's a difference between realizing and not realizing. But it can't be that the mission repeated itself twice. Elo marava. Okay, the mission didn't repeat itself twice. We're talking about something else. We're talking about. Mavir. We're talking about literally, uh-oh, what a chaval. No, I don't have it. What a shame. Maybe you guys have it. It has green and red on the bottom. Like it says, two, two. I didn't bring it. I don't know why. Not here. Yeah, that one. So if you look over there, maybe I'll show. I don't know what Zoom could see, what they can't see. So, so that guy's, that's not the case. I don't need the, 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 the green and the red on the bottom, but the case is that the guy was carrying it. He didn't throw it. He wasn't throwing it. So what's the difference? So since he's carrying it, he could always stop whenever he wants. Once he realizes, look when he realizes it's Shabbos, smack in the middle, he picked it up all the way on the right, he started walking halfway, he realizes, oh, it's Shabbos. He has the ability to stop. It's like, it's similar to the case of holding something in his, the string in his hand. Over here it's even better. Why did he continue walking? Okay. But we're not talking about the same case. We're talking about a case of Mavir. Says the Gemara, Mavir. Ask the Gemara, how can you tell me that we're talking about a case of a guy walking, Zakhlal in the Mishnah, there's a rule. They have to remember from beginning to end. It has to be shaggy. 
It was talking on the, on the case right before it, which is Zorik, not Mavir. So here comes Rav and finally says, you're right. It's a whole different case and it's a massive Chiddush. And what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is that I threw an item. It's a case by itself. The, the first line in the Mishnah is one case. Nothing to do with the dog. The dog and the, and the, and the receiver and the interceptor are different cases. He throws an item and he's a, he's a complete shoigig. And all of a sudden he realizes in mid-ear that what he's doing is usher, had he known to begin with, he, because he realized in mid-ear, he changes the whole status of that object, of his malacha, even though he has zero control over it, he no longer can bring a carbon. I'm not saying, says Rava, that it's 100% mazid. You can't, if you have no control, you can't be amazed. He didn't do it on purpose. But to the point where he cannot bring a carbon now. He can't bring a carbon because it's not a shaygig. It doesn't fit into the pasig of shaygig. What's the problem? You don't have because over here you have because he had an awareness. Another case. He didn't realize. But, there was a receiver, interceptor, a guy came towards him, it fell into the dog's mouth. Over here, you have different levels of Hanukkah. You have Hanukkah that a person came towards you, it was a great Hanukkah. Why? Because a person's hand is Dalad Amos, it has Allah of Dalad Amos. So, so it was received on a, on, a, on, a, on a proper platform. But the way it was received wasn't good because he came towards you. He did the Hanukkah for you. So that's not a good Hanukkah. And then you have the case of Kalt Kelev, the mouth of the dog is not for Tvachim. You don't have the proper, he didn't move the dog. But you threw into a very small area. That's not a good hanacha. By Shinisrafa, you go even one level worse. It, it was totally consumed before it even landed. It never landed. Potter. Hanacha. Chayav. So it seems like if it landed, if it landed, you are Chayav. Bemedvar Mamurim. Shechazar v'shochach. Now you have to add. So when are you chayiv when it lands? In other words, if we just said you're not chayiv, why are you not chayiv a carbon? Because you're not a complete shogig. You are amazed somewhat. However, there's a way that you are chayiv. How? Shechazar v'shochach. So when he started out forgetting that it's Shabbos, then in the middle he had an awareness, and then he forgot again. Now he's chayiv a carbon. Tremendous chiddush. That what? This is called the Yedi Al-Chatzishir. He had an awareness that it's Shabbos, but when? At the two Amma point. Where's that picture over there? Ooh, come join us on Zoom every day. So, you see, he had an awareness. Forget about the green and the, the red for now. He had an awareness right over there. When, no, actually, it's in this, forget that picture, this picture. Sorry. He threw this, and he had an awareness right over here. And then it landed. Now, I would think that this awareness right over here breaks it up. Stop, halacha. If I plow my field on Shabbos, not knowing that it's Shabbos, I have to bring a carbon. 
Then I became aware that it's Shabbos, that it's also the plow. And I did it again, by mistake. So I bring two korbanas. Every awareness is mechalek, a full awareness. A real harisha, awareness, a full harisha. I bring two korbanas. But over here, I don't have a full haitzah. I have a half haitzah, because it only went two amos. It only went half the distance. By the time, when I had the awareness that it's Shabbos, it wasn't a full malacha. It was a half a malacha. I can't bring a carbon yet. So that's the chiddush. I would think that the idea is mechalei, kamashalon, it's not. It's one full aware, it's like as if I did it in one shot. And that's going to launch us into a little bit of a sugi of a couple lines of whether a yidiyah is mechalek or not. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's two mice over here. It's a half a mice. A half a mice is different. That's exactly what we're saying. Okay, but I'm saying in plowing, you see that a, a, an awareness divides. So over here, awareness should divide and break it up and not, it shouldn't be chayev at all. You shouldn't be chayev. You had an awareness. That awareness made you something else. It's not a striking. Because you see an awareness, just knowing that a chab is separates and you have two karbanas, so the awareness should break up your throw. And say that those two parts of the throw, the first half and the second half, are not connected and no carbon. Komashman, I disregard that awareness completely because it occurred at a half a shear. Half a shear is not, 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 not considered anything. Itmar. Now, please go back to that other one with the green and the red. Itmar. If a guy walked two amas in green. It was a shaykh green. Shtei amas bemezid. And two amas occurred on purpose. He knew it was Shabbos. So now, when he got to ama number four, he finished off his walk, his, his walk b'isr. It was not a shaykh. And then shtei amas b'shaykh. And the final, the six amas, five and six, were again b'shaykh. Rabba Omar Potur, Rava Omar Chayiv. The Gemara is going to go ahead and say that they don't even argue. They're talking about two different cases. Talking about a case where a guy writes two letters, and when he wrote letter number one, his shin, he was writing shame. He wrote letter number one, he realized that it's Shabbos, it's also to write. And then he continued and he wrote another letter, says to him, Ain Yediel this awareness doesn't divide the two letters. Mmele, they considered one writing, and if it's one writing, I bring a carbon. That's different. That case. Why is that different? Over there, when he finished the second letter, he was in a state of unawareness. He, be, he was unaware, aware, unaware, but he finished it off on a on a shaygig, on a good note of shaygig chayv a carbon. The, the final two amas in red, that's amazing. So he finished his, his walking in amazed state. Lie. So therefore, he would be potter from a carbon. It's a little tricky. Because he finished off on amazed, he's potter from a carbon. You would think amazed is chayv and something. No, he's, he, he can't bring a carbon as a shaykh because he's amazed. 
he finished it beautifully, he just finished on the wrong note. He finished it on a mazed note. A carbon only comes on a shaygig. He finished his, his four amas walking. W where was he holding when he was walking the fourth amas that you have to walk four amas? In, in a state of mazed. But when you write two letters, he finished off his second letter in a state of shaygig. Ubemai. What's the case according to Rabbah? Ibizayreg shaygigu. He can't, he can't stop himself. So if a guy is throwing an item, this case, not the case on the, on the screen, but this case, because he's throwing it, he has no ability to pull it back. He doesn't have any strings attached, so he can't pull it back. So that's a complete shaygig. He can't stop it. Ella, you must say, Bimaver is talking about the case of the suitcase. He's walking. In other words, Rabbi and Rava, uh, who was that? We just said Rava, no? Oh, Rava, Rava, I'm a potter, I feel yeah. And then the Gemara says, Rava, which is, you have to go, it's Rava. Rava, I'm Different case, though. Even according to Rabbi, that say, in other words, if I'm writing the, the, the letter Shin, and then I realize that it's Shabbos, and then I continue and I write Mem, I do not bring a carbon because I had an awareness in between the two letters, and that breaks them up. Hasam, who the other. That's because when you're writing, you could stop whenever you want. Oh, so when, when the Gemara says right over here, it's not in his hand. It's not in his hand to stop. If he's walking like we just explained in Rabbah, he's walking with a suitcase, he could stop whenever he wants. In other words, they're talking about two different cases. They don't really argue. We're talking about a case of Zayrek, and it's not... You, the, 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 this halacha of, of chatzishir doesn't apply it. Omar, what? It's too late, but it's too late. What difference does your thought have? Your thought is not, as, not, not any better than my thought. You threw it and you had a thought. Who cares? But it's not in your control. Just like I don't have control. So what? But it's going to land. It's obvious that it's going to, gravity is going to take it down no matter what. And your, my, your machshav is not going to change that, 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 that landing. If you're saying you can throw something on Shabbos. Yeah. And it never lands. Not high. Then you're, you're not high at all. Right. Right. But how is your machshava? how is your awareness, not machshava? your awareness that today's Shabbos is going to change the landing. It, it's not in your control. Whether you found out that a Shabbos or not found out, it's going to land. You're not in space. It all occurred before you knew that a Shabbos. Because you can't stop it, you're can't, you can't stop it, so therefore your awareness that you had when you threw it is what counts, not your awareness when you can't stop it. But we have to go weiter, we have, we're running out of time here, quickly. Omar Rabba, Omar Beis is much, much simpler, as usual, but, in, uh, but really, today, much simpler. Omar Rabba, If you throw, all of a sudden, a new halacha, I throw something into the dog's mouth, or into a fire, I'm chayav. Oh, Vanantan, Kolta Akhar, Kolta Akhelish, and it's for Potter. It says, Mufurshin the Mishnah, you Potter, you throw into a dog's mouth. Hosom, the loy mechaven, hocha de kamechaven. Over there, you threw it, it happened to land in a dog's mouth. I didn't want it to land there. But if you want it to land, your, your, your brain, your, your machshava, your thought could change something into a, a makim chashav. Even though a dog's mouth is less than four. Tvachim, I just made it into a makim chashav. Omer Abibi Barabaya, Afanan Amitanino. Yes, oichel achilo achas, the chayav aleo, 
Arba Chatois, Baruch Hashem. I have to tell you, I know because we're in the middle of a and we're running out of time. But just the other day, I brought my kid uh, Akiva. Baruch Hashem, he started Rabbi Fisher's yeshiva. So I brought it to Rabbi Fisher just a few days ago for a faher. And uh, a kid comes over to me and he started talking to me. I, apparently, I didn't really hear the first words he was saying. And he says, uh, "I want to. There's a riddle. How is it possible that if you eat a kazais of food, when you're done eating it, you have to make 23 brachas?" So I'm like, oh, uh, it sounds familiar. And I start thinking, I was, no, no, you said it in one of Yeshurim. I heard it from you. Like, oh, <laughs> fine. What was the riddle? The riddle was that if a person eats a kazayis after Shmona Esrei, a Matzah Shabbos, when he forgot to say Avdol and Shmona Esrei, and he came home and he ate a kazayis of food. So now he has to bench, that's four brachas, plus he has to say Shmona Esrei again. Had he not eaten, he didn't have to say. So... Uh, this kid remembered the riddle, I didn't. So here's one of these riddles. Yesh oichel achilo achas. It's possible to eat a kazais of food. V'chai v'leo arba chatois, v'osho mechon. Four chatois, five animals. Why? Hatomei, he was in a state of tumah, shochal chelev. Chelev is imurim, you have to put it on the mizbeach. The, the fat, whoever was here for our demonstration, the, when he shechted the, the sheep, was amazing, we saw the fat. Uh, the fat under kids, there's all these fats that go on the mizbeach. You don't eat it, even if you're kind, you don't eat it. Okay, yeah, yeah, correct. But I'm saying, yeah, but Rashi points out even the Mugdashim party is not allowed. Okay, you're right. Chaylev is chaylev, nobody's allowed to eat chaylev. And it's past, it's a lot of time that you're allowed to eat a carbon. Mina Mugdashim, and it's hegdish. So now, because it's hegdish, on Yom Kippur, because it's Hegdish, now you have to bring the special Asha'ami Eloi's, fine. So here's the case. Rashi points out, because this man, the holds, there's no carrying on Yom Kippur. There's no issue to carry Yom Kippur. That's why you're talking about Shabbos. Fine. So I could carry something with my mouth on Shabbos and behave another carbon. You, you're talking about riddles. I'll give you another one. Fine. Uh, no, we were talking about eating. You're sticking in another Avera of Hoytzah. There's no connection. We're, the riddle was eating. Chiyuvim from eating, not just random Chiyuvim. Uh, and, I, and I stepped on an on a, on a ant while I was eating. Uh, no, we're, we're talking about eating. But wait a minute. If it's in his mouth, that's not how you... People don't carry... Imagine taking your Gemara through the street in your mouth. That's not how you carry right? And we pointed out there's a Tyson that Tzadik base, I believe. Small little Tyson there that says that when you're eating, that is normal, whatever. Yeah, we had it. No, where was it? Tzadik base. Yeah. Because it's talking about Achilo, that's the there. Fine. Chewing gum, eating falafel on the street. But typically, you don't carry with your mouth. Since you had kavana, says machshava made it the proper space. A fort vachim, hachenami, kivin to come mechavin, machshavti mishavli makoim. So too, if I want the dog to catch it, I make it into a makoim of four tfachim, even though a dog's mouth, hopefully, typically, is not four tfachim. Hajun alach hazoyrek, hajun alach hazoyrek, hajun alach hazoyrek. This basically finishes the sugyos of haitzah. We had Prakim in the first Mishnah. We might touch it a little bit later on, but this is, the main sugis are, are done.
And now, we're going to Amit Beis, Haboyna Kamo Yivna. So, Taisi Yontav points out that in, when we discussed, uh, what daf was it, in the Ayin, Ayin Heish, in uh, Klal Gadol, all the Malachas, what's the last, last Malach in the Mishnah? Haitzah. And then we started from Haitzah. The second to last Malacha in the Mishnah over there is Makibapatish. So therefore, we're talking about Baina, which is, leads us into Makibapatish. Baina is the main, it, it, they're different Malachas, but Baina is more popular, and it goes in, that's how the Taisiyat have explained. That's why we're talking about Baina. Habaina kama yivne v'yechayev. So that's a long Lashen. It should say Habaina koshu, but we're starting it off. There's going to be Mishnahis that say later on, Hachayrish koshu, Hachayshev, you know, but. This is a little bit of an introduction. We're going back to the Melachas. How much do you have to build? Now, when we spoke about Yitzah, we had all these discussions. Each food, what's considered Chashev, what's not considered Chashev, in every type of category. So too, by Bniya and all these, and everything else, really, in all Melachas Shabbos, it has to be something that's Chashev, valuable. Says the Mishnah. Even a Mashu, or nothing. Gemara explains what that means. Vamisates, and if you chisel a stone, vehamaki bepatish. The Gemara says it's one. We'll see. Vamaki bepatish. What's hamaki bepatish? So the Gemara says it looks literally like this. This is maki bepatish. You're you're trying to chisel a stone off a mountain, and the final blow that 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 takes this this stone right off. This is from Yoni, obviously, is the maki bepatish. So we take this and we extend it to all other malachas. The, f- the finishing touch. The finishing touch in everything. Whatever it is. What? This is the final blow over here. And the finishing touch in anything else. If it's the final thread that I put in. The final whatever it is. So a makibapatish is an av malacha by itself. It's, a, it's not connected to baina. A makibapatish. And if you use a, a sledgehammer. Hakudeach kolshuhu. You, you uh, drill even a mashu chayav. You do a melacha, and it's something that remains chayav. So, this is something that they even use today, an anvil. If you're a, a smith, uh, what do you call it, a blacksmith or whatever, they, look, he's making a horseshoe here. You can see it's all fired up. And this is the anvil right here. So this is the cornice. So Rashi says that it doesn't mean that he's hitting the horseshoe. Hitting the horseshoe, that would be malacha. But it's, even if you hit the clee itself, you take your hammer and bang the clee directly on the whole piece of metal over there. If you're wondering why there's a, a thing over here, like to make a circle, that's how they make the horseshoe on this on that comb part, the kids are, those holes are to make holes. It's a whole cleat. They use it today. So, you're fixing the malacha. Says the Gemara, how can I build with a mashu? How can I live in a house that's a mashu? Typically, when you dig, it's chayresh, whatever you're doing. But no, and we also learned that chayfer depends in the house. You could be mashvigumais uh, in the house. Different. You're in a house. This is where he hides his few pennies that he has. That's building. It's that little hole that he, that he digs in his house. 
Similarly, we have in the Mishkan. The people that were sowing, they needed to dig a small hole to hide their, their needles. No, it makes no sense. It's going to rust out. You don't put it in the ground. Imagine this poor Nebuch guy doesn't have any food. He, does, he doesn't have money to buy. So he has a tiny little kira, a little stove, and the kira must go on a little stand. He makes a miniature everything, like a play, a play set. Tiny little thing. So, so now it's no longer kosher. Now we're talking about it's small, but it, it's, it's, it has a, it's substantial. In the Mishkan, when they were dying, they ran at a die. So now they need a little small clean. This is what they did in the Mishkan. No. There's no way that in the Mishkan they ran out of dye. There's wealth. So you make more, much more than you need. You want to toss away the extra dye. You're not going to go, oh, uh, oh, sorry, and then go and, and, and recook the whole thing. Ella, we have to explain. If a person has a hole in his mansion, <laughs> through through, you gotta plug it up. That's boina. And where do we find this in the Mishkan? There's a little worm. You fill it up with lead, and you seal it. If you position the stone, right? You're building the first row of stones. I don't know how they built back then. It was just terrible. I, like, how do you get watertight houses? Probably, that wasn't a thing. When it rained, you, you felt it during the night. So you take your stone, you put it down. You don't like, you don't have to put cement as the Gemara is going to explain. You put it down nicely, you wedge it into the ground, you're good to go. One person puts down the stone, the other person puts down the cement. Who's Chayev? The cement guy. Not the person that puts down the stone. But, why ultameich? So you see that putting down a stone is nothing. Ultameich Wait a minute. It's even worse. Imagine on the kaisel, you take a big stone, put it on top. There's no cement. There's no nothing. There's no wedging. You put a stone on top of a stone. You're good to go. You're chayev. You don't even need the wedging part. Why are you telling me? So I'm going to ask you a question even more than you. You're just telling me you need cement. I'm telling you you don't even need to wedge it. You don't even need dirt. You just put. Stone on top of stone, flat, flat, that's it. The Ron, where's the Ron? Oh, here. I was looking over there. I'm saying, when you go around to all these places, do you see these things? Like, they just put the stone down with no cement? The, the bottom stone is not cemented? They know that for a fact. They got down there and they saw. No cement. Okay, great. The Ron says there's no cement. By the way, whoever's coming to Israel, Kalman, all you guys, the Ron, we have, there's other people. The Ron is a, a famous, uh, who else? A Moshe Hamburg, you know? Oh, he's right behind. All right. What? <laughs> who? I don't know who that is. Fine, Akopanim. Great tour guides. We also have uh, Ari, who doesn't show up, so we're not going to plug him. Who? Oh, Bensi. Bensi, even though he doesn't show up, we'll plug him because he, he's Oynas. <laughs> oh, he's still, he's still going. Anyway, buy Nachman Seltz's new book. Actually, there's two new books. That, and what's the other new book? Oh, Rebbe Tzinyong Rice. Rebbe Tzinyong Rice. You see, I'm holding cup here. I read the books. 
Ella says the Gemara, listen, this is the way it works. There's three levels, there's three ways of the structure. The bottom, the middle, and the upper. The lower one, you need to wedge it in real tight and nice when you start off the, the first level. But the middle one, they, they use cement. And once you get higher up, you just put down the stone and that's it. I doubt that the Kaisal has any cement, but maybe the, the, the smaller structures. We need to know what the Chiyuv is. Why do we need to know? Two reasons. First of all, when I'm giving a person asra, I'm an aid, and I say, by the way, if you do this, and I, I make a mistake, I tell a guy, by the way, if you do this, you're making a patish, and I'm wrong, it's really boina. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't pay. He doesn't have to bring a carbon. He doesn't, have to, he doesn't get misa. I have to do it the right way. I have to do the hasra in the right way. Second of all, as we, we mentioned earlier, there's an av and there's a tolda. So if the tolda is under the av, I only bring one carbon. But if it's like a different av completely, I bring two carbonates. I have to know. Does mitzatet bring another carbon versus, let's say I did a mitzatet and something else? Mitzatet mishum mai mechaev, says the Gemara, rabba mishum boine ushmulama mishum makebe patish. Big machloikis here. Building or makebe patish. Two different av malachas. Hoise nekev Another case. A person makes an ear vent in a chicken coop. Rabbi, I'm building, I'm making windows. I'm finishing off the chicken coop. Says Gemara, Gemara. Figure out what that means. Basically, without the art scroll, I wouldn't have. But basically, it says like this. You take a, found a beautiful picture for it. If you want to wedge a piece of wood into a shovel, a hoe. We're talking about a hoe, but here's a, a nice picture. Mara is a hoe, a shovel. This is an axe, same idea. We have it with a broom. You put a broomstick in. How do you make sure the broomstick doesn't fall out? You've got to wedge something in there. You put toilet paper in there. Here's better. You take a piece of wood, the top piece, and you put it in there tight, right? What? Today they use screws. It expands with a screw, but this is biyomenu. They do this. It's even better. Ayil shufta bikoipina damara. You wedge the peg in the cavity of the hose. From the art school. Rav amar I need all three cases. If I would only say the chiseling one of the stone, that's how you build a building. Perfect. That's why it says it's When you build a house, you have a door, you have a window. You don't have a hole to, to let air. So that's more of a makabapatish kind of. Maybe that's a makabapatish. And if I would just say the chicken coop, because it's similar to, yeah, listen, there's windows and there's holes, but it's all the same thing. Maybe the avde la viro, it's like a window. But this wedge, it has nothing to do with building. If you just say the wedge, that it's not binyan, it's maki bepatish. Maybe you'll admit that by stones and other things it's considered binyan. Even though I insulted you, can you please say something? That they stick to their guns. Rav says, says in all three cases. Have a gewaldical, wonderful day. Ah.